Hey there, listeners. During this episode, we discuss childhood trauma and abuse as a backstory. We do not claim to be experts on mental health and hope that no one finds this episode insensitive. If you think that these topics may be uncomfortable for you, please feel free to skip it. Our episodes are not linear and you won't miss a thing by skipping this one. Otherwise, we hope you enjoy and we'll see you next week. Welcome to RNGPC. Thank you so much for clicking on our podcast. Let me take a moment to tell you a little bit about what we are about. (laughs) There's no long drawn out campaign here. We're creating random PCs that have fleshed out backstories. We are all about the storytelling and the role playing aspects of the game. My name is Nathan and this is my co-host Jake. How's it going Jake? I like that you immediately realized how dumb that sounded as you said it. (laughs) Like I'm I'm gonna take a second to tell you about what we're all about. Like, I thought, <laughs> I, thought you here, Sonny. I thought I thought you were gonna break into like a really bad like '90s rap of like some kind of like edu- uh, it was edutainment where it's educational entertainment or whatever. Like, hey oh, everybody, know. I'm gonna tell you what we're about. This is D and D, and we're gonna shout. I don't know. I mean, I don't rap anymore. So anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He had a successful underground rap career. It was very underground. Yeah, so underground that no one heard it. Yep. I was just yelling into a hole. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Mr. Groundhog. I have a rap for you. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's me. (laughs) So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna throw you throw you a bone here, Jake. Oh, what? Yeah, and um, today I would like I would like for you to have the outlet to fully fangirl and talk about how. Critical Role is back. <laughs> this is going to come out so much later after it's already back, but that's um, fine. Yeah, it's back. I mean, it's so. I mean, I'm not sure. Depending on when you're listening to this, because this we're recording this now, but this will come out in the future, and then at some point you might even listen to it farther in the future. But I'm assuming at no point will anyone not know that 2020 happened, and there <laughs> there was a pandemic of a sort, which made everything kind of just stop. Um, and so to that, there was about three months where Critical Role was not airing anymore. It was not live. Um, and it was a very dark time. <laughs> <laughs> the darkest of times. Yes, it was the darkest timeline for sure. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so it was gone. And then they worked on how to kind of socially distance themselves while recording and set up a new setup. They, uh, I don't know why they didn't do something on like Roll20. I think they didn't want to like lower the quality of, of it in, in any way. Yeah, and Roll20 is not great, so yeah. like, it's all right. It's a good substitute, but it's not great. Yeah, and plus, I mean, I don't, sure, I'll say this here. Um, I, I've been trying to get into work with Critical Role uh, at some point because oh. I know some people that know some people that know some people, and from what I've heard, the company is still very small scale and very just trying to do as much as they can with as little as they actually have because there's so much they're trying to do and they're trying to keep yeah. it all still just so genuine. And it's just like it's, it's all about the fans. It's all about the engagement. It's all about making something good that not only they're proud of but the fans are proud to be a part of as well because it's – yeah. And it's, it's really rare to see that in an entertainment-like company. But I think yeah. it's from the way they started. So I think that's another reason they didn't want to – sully the overall quality of it they wanted to make sure that if they were going to be able to come back they were going to do it right and yeah and so 
Um, they started pre-recording their episodes now, just so again they don't have to have so many people live in the studio um, when they are recording it mm-hmm. or when they're airing it, like they usually do. Which I mean, I don't know. I don't think that really takes away all that much from it because for me and my viewing experience, I would usually watch it live, which was fun and nice once I got like caught up to a point where I could. Um, but then. <laughs> I, I never really had the time to sit down for four to five hours straight and just watch all of it at once anyways. Yeah. So I would usually break it up like a podcast and watch it throughout my work week and stuff anyways. Um, so it's kind of like, okay, that's fine. It doesn't really bug me that much. It's just exciting to have the stories back. And the last thing I'll say on this is that, like, this is their 100th episode. What was so crazy is they were literally <laughs> – they were going into their 100th episode and then – the Quarant- world happened. Yep, and then quarantine happened, and they couldn't even have their 100th episode. They had to wait three months for their 100th episode. And the cliffhanger was pretty good because they had just finished up, like, uh, negotiations to end, like, a giant war, and then were sailing to a, a different destination. And the episode ended with there being a giant dragon turtle chasing them, on which is bigger than their, or, like, the size of their boat. And it was yeah. just like, all right, so, yeah, well, when we come back next time, there's a giant dragon turtle. And then there was three months of nothing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. Um, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, they're back. How, how was the episode, though? Would you say it was good? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm still only about <laughs> halfway through it because I've been super busy. Oh, gotcha. Um, but, no, it was good. It's, it's fun because I think at no matter what level, like, or how long you've played D&D, the, the whole thing, and I think the one most unrealistic thing I've the most unrealistic thing about Dean or about Critical Role, I think, is how consistently they played. <laughs> because yeah. it's it's tough to get something that is a, on a weekly basis to get people to go there and do stuff. So it was nice to see after this three month break the little like uh, rustiness <laughs> some of them had, where it's just like, oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was just like that's what all of us usually experience when in some way, shape, or form. Even if you're playing consistently, it's just like, oh, that's right, I gotta get back. Okay. Where where was I doing? What was I thinking? What was his mindset? What was like blah blah? Because, you know, a week is week or a month or however long has passed for you as a person, but for your character it's still just the normal amount of time. So Yeah, it's a good point you bring that up because I wasn't even thinking about the um the aspect of the role playing, which they are all obviously full-blown experts at i was just thinking more so about like the mechanics of the mm-hmm. game like i play weekly and if it wasn't for roll 20 telling me what die i needed to roll for damage i'd forget every week <laughs> i didn't even think about the fact that they all yeah. had to try to remember where their characters were at emotionally and like what mm-hmm. their goals were and all that stuff from taking a month off um but i mean you don't you don't reach the level of acting and creativity that they do without being very dedicated so oh, yeah. i'd imagine it wasn't that hard for them to remember the yeah. things their characters had been through. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. what it's like. I think it also helps when it's all recorded, right? And they can go back. And, yeah, and I'm sure. I'm sure some of them watched some of it. Maybe they didn't, but like some of the mechanical stuff, they did struggle with too. <laughs> and, and, and if they really wanted to, they could have just like one of them could have tweeted, "Hey, critters of the world, uh, tell me what Ford's been through in the past <laughs> month." I forgot, and someone has a draft somewhere. Well, what, what was actually really cool is they used this as an opportunity to recap everything that's happened in the second campaign so far. So they had their expert. Uh, I think they call her the lore. I forget her name. There's essentially it's a great story of one of their members of their crew, this Danny Carr, that started out as a fan that they then brought on as somebody to work with them, and now her job is just the continuity, and she just keeps track of everything, and she helps with content and other things, and she's a kind of like a, a face of the of Critical Role as well. But like, so she did a recap in three parts of this chunk of episodes from the from the first part of the campaign and then this chunk of episodes and this chunk of episodes. So I'm sure even some of them just checked that out or helped write that, um, to get back into the mindset. Oh, for sure. So, 
<laughs> that yeah. makes sense. All right. So, like I've said before, when you've brought up Critical Role, let's stop talking <laughs> about people who are already successful <laughs> and talk about our stuff. <laughs> well, thank you for giving me a soapbox. You're welcome. You're welcome. It. You've earned it. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> So let's go into building... It's my character this week. Yeah, It is. I'm going to click on the document right now. What do you got? I can't pronounce that word. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Um, Christ. Hashtag dark-sided. Hey, there's a theme to this, all right? Is it blood? Yeah, the theme is blood. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, just to kind of now distantly segue off of the Critical Role stuff... I think we talked about this a, a little bit back. I had brought up the class uh, that Matt Mercer has created for D&D that is called Blood Hunter. Okay. And so that's where I decided this week. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll use this week to go into that a little bit. I've never played one. I've never really done any research into one. The most experience I have with one is that a character in Critical Role at one point was a Blood Hunter. <laughs> so okay. that's about it. Um, the main thing with them is that they are kind like they're they're arcane magic users but the the whole gist of it is that they use a type of magic that is frowned upon that is seen as infernal or like dark and like it's seen as evil magic and the whole thing is they have to sacrifice part of themselves every time they do it so okay. they have to draw blood from themselves to then be able to use the magic and the whole thought process with them is that they are a monster to fight other monsters, right? They're they, they're they're trying to harness this evil and this energy and these rituals and these different things to, for some reason or another, deal with the other evils in the world. <clears throat> um, so, I mean, a little bit uh, where was there was a good description in this. Um, bah, bah, bah. Often feared or misunderstood and driven by an unending drive to destroy the wicked, blood hunters are clever, arcane warriors who have bound their essence to the dark creatures they hunt to better stalk and survive their prey. Armed with rites of forbidden blood magic and a willingness to sacrifice their own vitality and humanity for the cause, they protect the realms from the shadows, ever vigilant to avoid becoming the same monsters they choose to hunt. So it's cool. It's kind of like a... a yeah, I don't know. I like it. <clears throat> and was this a was this a, a PC that Matt played, or was mm. one of the actors a blood hunter? One of the actors was one of the one interesting. Of, one of the characters within the campaign was a blood hunter. Which one? Who was it? So this is where y- you need to watch the campaign. I know their fucking names. Was it a guest? No. Oh, then who was it? Uh, this character and anyone that hasn't listened to Critical Role through episode like the second oh, campaign. This is a spoiler. Yeah, it's a spoiler. Um, <laughs> Through like the spoiler I think, alert, I think it's episode thirty or or so of of campaign two. I don't know. Look away. Um, Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. I think it's going to be a what's his name. Let me look up the critical role actor names. Okay, and I'll tell you who I. I think I, I, think I know who you're going to guess, and you're wrong. <laughs> nope, you're not wrong. Uh, I think I'm right. What's his name? It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, I think it was Liam. Right. I, okay. So one knew you're gonna guess Liam because he's Fuck. the dark, like ooh, kind of moody one. No, it was Talos and Jaffe um, <gasps> who played it. Um, oh, and so the, he's the guy who starts off as the in season two with the circus, right? Yes, he is the tiefling Malimak. Who the reason it's a spoiler, he now plays Caduceus, who is a furbog. <laughs> so he dies. <laughs> Molly Mike oh, dies. he dies. It's not like a twist where like he was bad the whole time or something mm-hmm. like that. Well, 
So if you go into, there's some really fun fan theories on this that you can look into that people think Molly Mock's not really dead, and, <laughs> and that he actually is the big bad evil that might come back in some way, and that Matt and Talison totally planned all of this together, and blah blah. Because blah. there's still a whole subsect of the internet that thinks Critical Role is scripted. Yep. <laughs> so like, um, yeah, but no. So he he played this and. I mean, the reason he dies is because of he, because he's a blood hunter. Because he has to, he he literally is facing the big bad guy that they're fighting, and to do one of the big things he wants to do has to damage himself. He has to mm. damage himself to try and do something. And he's like, I'm already so low on hit points. It doesn't matter if I take this damage or not. If what I do works, I will maybe get out of this. If it doesn't, I'm dead. <laughs> and, Damn. So, and so it ended up just totally blowing up in his face and Damn. so it's it's one of those things where like it feels like a curveball in bowling where it's like you want to ride that line and if you can just get it to not fall in the gutter and just come back in you can usually do some do some pretty good work um <laughs> so yeah so that's that's why i was kind of excited to bring this in um there's some stuff in it that are different orders that i'd like to roll on um and that gives us a little bit of background of what they're actually hunting and what their experience is or blah 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 and all all of this kind of stuff um there's like a hundred of them what no there's four I guess just two of where yeah i'm on the D sheet there's the order of the ghost slayer order of the lichen order of the mutant and order of the profane profane soul <clears throat> i hate the way D beyond lays out their website whoa get better hey whoa don't ever sponsor no i'm just kidding whoa whoa <laughs> <laughs> you pump those bricks <laughs> oh there are four i see them yeah. i'm not a fan of how this is laid out Sorry, not sorry. I think it's great, and it's beautiful, and everything you do is wonderful, D&D Beyond. And <laughs> please, listen to us. Um, <laughs> yes, so first thing I want to bring in was that, because I was excited about just deep diving into it, trying to figure it out a little bit more. So there might be a little bit more reading and stuff in this episode. I apologize. It's because I am curious. Um, <clears throat> then, then with that, I was like, okay, so... That was the first blood thing, right? And then I'm like, okay, let me try and see what, what I want to do background-wise, looking through stuff. And on this, the site that we constantly go to for the backgrounds that are kind of homebrewed or made up is the D&D Wiki homebrew fifth ed page and all that. And there's one in there that has blood in it, and it's called <laughs> the X-Blood Doll, which Jesus. sounds so morbid. But wait, don't read it. Don't click on it. What do you think it means? So, I mean, um, I'm going to assume that you were at one point uh, – one of those dolls that you poke with a pin when you hate your enemies. A voodoo doll? Yep. Like like Pinocchio. This is a voodoo doll, a voodoo doll brought to life. Oh, I'm a real boy. Wow. Okay. That's that's almost more fucked up than what it actually is. <laughs> um, what it actually is it, it, it is that you were the pet of a vampire. Oh. Uh. <laughs> so you were essentially just kind of a little snack, <laughs> a little That's thing that, that they kept around. And Effectively it says, a house pet. <laughs> yeah. And so it says you were raised by vampires for the most part. You were kept, you were kidnapped from a very early age, or you ran away and found yourself in their midst. You were kept as a steed, steady, easy, readily available snack, effectively a house pet with all the benefits that entails. Through the years, you learned to love uh, your place as, as a house pet, even growing as far to develop a sense of pleasure you know, whenever you were bitten. You may uh, have been kept badly or you may have been kept well um and you may have been even given extra roles within the house such as entertainer or medic and blah blah blah. and so like yeah so i was like okay blood and blood and then the other thing with like blood hunters is like they usually turn on the evil thing and they're trying to hunt so it's like he could this blood hunter could be out 
to now rid the world of vampires, potentially. So I thought that was <clears throat> maybe interesting. Okay. Um, and, yeah, so then there's stuff we can roll on for the normal characteristics with that as the background. But we'll get to that once I'm ready to start rolling things. Um, and then when I was looking at race... I was kind of like, ah, what, have we, what haven't we done yet? I was thinking human. I would like to do a human, like, blood doll thing, but we've done a human. And I was like, okay, what else is kind of close to that? And I'm just going with half-elf. We haven't done a half-elf yet, which surprises okay. me because that's a very common, usually overused <laughs> race, I feel like, in uh, uh, D&D because they get a lot of perks um, yeah. to stuff. So I, I don't Thanks, th- Legolas. <laughs> He's a full elf. He's not even technically a half-elf. I know, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we need to go too into the benefits from that. I think I want to focus more on the class than the race um, this time. And then the very last thing I wanted to bring in was an item. And so uh, I know we've kind of talked about before on Instagram, like different fun. I don't know if we've done it here. I know we've personally talked about just different fun D&D Instagrams we follow. Um, yeah. And one that I follow, I've, I've found through Patreon. And I think I've, I've even just I bought some stuff from him when I was running a campaign for different items or things but it's an artist um <clears throat> that also creates D items um okay. and so i'm gonna shout him out here because we're using one of his items that i like yeah, and fits with this it. um it is the griffin's saddlebag and it's the underscore griffons with an o n s at the end underscore saddlebag and the item i'm bringing in i don't know how to pronounce either but i'm assuming <sighs> it's the zybel zybel band blade that's a good guess. That's probably, yeah. That's probably the best guess, unless that X is like silent. It's like the Elba Ban. It's it's just for everyone at home that is playing along. <laughs> it is spelled X I B A L B A N Blade. <laughs> so however you want that to be pronounced, sure. It's a fantasy world, and all this is made up. You're correct. That's how you pronounce it. Um, and the one thing I want to say with this item though is, I think what would be fun if the DM allows you to have this is that it is not. F- all these abilities it has are not fully there yet, or maybe it's a blade you're trying to find in, in some way because it is considered a very rare item that requires attunement, and it's a long sword. But just to give you a glimpse of what it does, it is a plus one to attack and for damage rolls, which is nice. That's like a base, okay, plus one magical weapon. Not too crazy. Yeah. But then as we keep reading, <laughs> if what you attack is not a construct plant or undead, so something that is a living creature and has blood in it, it takes <sighs> another 1d6 necrotic damage. And then uh, if the sword has dealt necrotic damage in this way in the past hour, you can use an action to hold the sword aloft and speak the command word, which summons a blood elemental. Jesus. And it's like you use the spell counter elemental, and it's like it's a water elemental. <laughs> so this water looking but blood made of blood elemental appears um and it has resistance and necrotic damage and the elemental's alignment is neutral evil which i think is fun because for anyone that doesn't know when you cast a spell conjure elemental you have to focus on it and if you lose control of it that elemental now is just there you don't you can't control it at all and it can potentially turn on you and attack you so it can flip a battle there's been some times I've been in games where, oh, yeah, I conjure elemental, and oh, cool, it's totally helping us, and now it's not. <laughs> and, like, it, it, it can, and then you have to fight it. Um, and then also, if you're within 120 feet of the elemental, when you attack with this weapon, it regains the hit points that you then take from someone else. Or is it half of That's them? pretty sweet. Uh, half. Yeah, no, no, yeah, it regains hit points equal to the necrotic damage dealt by the sword. Oh, just the necrotic damage. Okay. So, <clears throat> yeah, so it's a little. 
OP, I would say, and it's a, but it, I think it's a fun item. I think it has the potential to be fun. And again, if you're the player and you're coming in and you want to start a character from level one, maybe this is something you're searching for, or maybe it's something you have and you don't understand how it works yet. And the DM kind of was like, okay, you can unlock this or you can awaken it as you go on with different things you try and do, the more you use it or certain goals he maybe has for you as role-playing type stuff, right? That's, yeah, we've kind of I definitely, I think it'd be more fun to find it. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of having something that's good and like having to do shit to unlock it because like I don't know, it just takes. To me, it's not as epic when you finally do it. But like if this person, so I'm imagining that someone that wants this blade is falls somewhere close to evil, you know, maybe a little chaotic, but this blade I feel like is going to have a lot of dark lore to it of the blade because you know like powerful weapons, especially weapons that like have a name, they have a, a story. Sure, and I feel like this blade. Just from my initial thoughts, it's going to have a story. I think that story is going to be dark. And anyone who's looking for it, like if someone if someone walks into the bar and it's the bartender, hey, you know where Zillabalan's whatever's blade is? We, you're going to get like, what? One, we should decide what we're going to call it in this episode. Either that or we constantly call it something different. Let's just call it the Blood Blade. Oh, okay. Blood Blade. Um, <laughs> I would say we just keep being like, it's the Zyobal Blade. The Zubadabubu Blade. We're going to turn into... Never mind. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, no. Okay, Blood Blade. Um, yes, I see. I think that, that is that is true. But the one thing is I would say <laughs> another critical role. This is a very – you did this. You set this up with all the critical role stuff in the beginning. Well, this is the last one before I never do this for you again. Wow. So harsh. Um, but within critical role, there are – in the first campaign, there were items that they found that if they did certain things in role-playing and or battle aspects to the item – it then would uh, awaken isn't the right word, but it would like it, it would then have another aspect to it. And one literally for Sam, for Sam for the bard at the time was he attacked with it, but he attacked to run away. So he was using it to run away, and as he did that, it it then hummed and it came alive and did something else. And it was because Matt's whole thing was that like, he explained at one point was like, well, as a bard. Your job isn't necessarily, like, how it's, it's being seen, at least, is your job is to tell the tales of what happened. So it is most important that you survive. Because, so in this way, it wanted to help him survive so he could go on and tell these tales and do more and be, spread the word of the greatness of what happened or whatever. So, like, it, I think it could be fun if in some way it's, like, maybe even with this, with this to unlock it, it's you need to do, like, a... 150 necrotic damage right and like once it has enough blood inside of it then all of a sudden it, like it turns and it becomes this evil type thing that that's what i even just mean like i don't know i just think it could be fun to figure out how to potentially do that but i get what you're saying in that like yes the quest of finding this blade could also be a fun story hook and element yeah and i just feel like a blade that summons something like if you have this there's a so I guess I guess there's just a lot of questions. Like if someone starts off with this blade, do they know its potential, or is one day all of a sudden you attack with it and this blood elemental pops up? And like how do you do? How do you react to that? Do you start attacking the blood elemental. Like I just feel like if you if someone's looking for it and they know how it works and they find it, they can like reach this like character arc of becoming like this total badass. Maybe they were secretly evil the whole time. I don't mm-hmm. know. But in my opinion, yeah. specifically for this weapon, finding it and knowing exactly how it functions because you know about it. Is cooler than already having it and discovering what it does. But that's just my opinion. So. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, I think that is a good segue into how we can figure out how this blade will fit in because we should start rolling. Um, okay. The different stuff. Because that's all the things I want to bring this week. So I am now pulling out my dice because I forgot to do that earlier. What are we rolling first? <clears throat> okay. 
So uh, I would like to roll first on the order of okay. the this. Well, let me just yeah. So a D four. So a D four and. I'm trying to see if if any of these I should have I guess should have done a little bit of research, but like I I want to look and see if any of these have anything to do with vampires to start with. I don't think Ghost Slayer will. Order of the Lichen. Ah, you know what? No, we'll make it work. We'll make it work no matter what because that's how good we are. Um, yep. Okay, so I'm rolling a D4. D4. Tell me what it is. It is a four. So you're the Order of the Profane Soul. Okay, so the those. So uh, you read this. Do you want me to, yeah. Okay, cool. So, those who have taken to the order of the profane soul have seen the limits of hemocraft against some of the most ancient and cruel fiends and terrors of the world. Unable to pursue beings of such power, creatures able to vanish amongst the nobles without a trace or bend the mind of the most stalwart warriors with but a glance, this order trusted in their resilience and delved into the same well of corrupting arcane knowledge, making pacts with lesser evils to better combats the greater. While they may have traded a part of themselves, members of this order believe the power gained far outweighs the price, for even devils now quake when they know they've drawn the attention of the order of the profane soul. Oh, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, because well, this kind of fits with the vampire thing, right? So when, when talking, like, when there's the line in there of unable, uh, or, blah, 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 where was it? The, the order trusted in devil's nope. But, yeah, but the, here it is. Unable to pursue beings of such power, creatures creatures able to vanish amongst nobles without a trace, or bend the mind of the most stalwart, stalwart warrior with but a glance. This order is trusted in their resilience to delve into the... Yeah, so like that could be a vampire. Literally somebody that could bend the mind of somebody, or just blend in within the, the higher like layers of society. So it could totally fit within the, the hunting of these vampires. Um all right, yeah. So this uh, within the order of the profane soul, it looks like there are different patrons that you can choose. I don't think the other ones have patrons per se. I think this, as I'm looking through this, it looks like the like order... warlock patrons. Yeah, I would say it looks it looks warlock esque, um, okay. in that you can choose from. Yeah, and looking through these other orders, I I, I think this is a, a unique thing to the order of the profane soul. Um, it looks like you can choose from. These look just straight up like warlock patrons. Archfey, Celestial, Fiend, Great Old One. Oh, yeah. They definitely Hexblade, are. Undying. So, oh, yeah. Then you get Pack Magic. Okay, cool. So this this looks like it goes into a little bit more like casting-like stuff like a warlock. But I think then you also get the benefits of some of the, the spells and rites and things you can cast as a uh, blood hunter. Um, oh, yep. And then down here. Okay. So then there's – okay. These are all battle-related stuff. So we don't have to go into any of this So like for the backstory. Um, gotcha. But all right, cool. So, yeah, all right, cool. So he's uh, in the order of the profane soul. Noise. Uh, and I think, I think I'm just gonna leave up which patron to to you guys and or the DM or you guys to figure out which one you would like to use. Um, I would maybe say I think if if we if we go into vampires more, I think Archfey is technically are they a fiend? I think it's Archfey. I like. I like Fiend just because I'm familiar with Fiend, the Warlock patron. Uh, sure. The Undying sounds super cool. And also, to be honest, with you bringing in this blade, the Hex Blade would probably make sure. a lot of sense. Sure. Okay. Well, let's see. If, if we need, if we want to pick any one of those after we've rolled some more and to help figure out stuff, we can. Um, but either way, I, I think this looks like it goes more into combat-based stuff. It is. Yeah, it is all and, combat stuff. And, and not so. necessarily role-playing as much. Um, but okay, cool. So that was the first thing I wanted to roll on. Um, and then now the next thing is the features within the blood doll. So 
the the trait, and I don't think I, I put a space for this, but there is a actual like kind of specific thing within. Um, You're talking about the the brand. Yes. So within within Blood Doll, you get to choose, or you can have a mark, which is you know when a mortal is taken by vampires, they need to be branded for their safety. You are no exception. So there are six different things that you could potentially be branded. So if you want to roll this, Nate, we can figure out. Th- th- these all look like they're physical features that are. Yeah, this will, yeah, this will definitely just inform us on uh, what the character looks like. Yeah, but I think it's kind One, of cool. Some of them sound painful. <laughs> I think all of them sound painful. So I rolled a four, which is the one that I think sounds the most painful. Uh, you have a tinting of the eyes. Oh, I don't even know how they, that would work. They tattoo your eyes? I don't know. It's a magic world, so I'm going to say it's just a spell. But I really wish there was like a tattoo somewhere on your body. That'd be cool. No, I like I like a tinting of the eyes. So, like, what... Uh, do we want to say it's red? Do we want to say, like, his eyes are just made, like, red? If you want to draw that much attention to him, well, I mean, no one's ever going to trust him. <laughs> but, like, if it's a tinting of the eyes, is it like all of the eyes are then tinted this color, or is it just the whites of the eyes are tinted this color? I, I would say it's the whites of the eyes are kind of di- like they're dyed essentially, like so kind of tattooed. I'm, I'm humans are weird, right? Like as a species, as a whole, and I am sure there is some civilization somewhere at some point in time that did this, right? Because I mean, you can find civilizations that have been branding themselves, or even just the idea that we tattoo ourselves. Think of explaining tattoos to somebody that's never even thought of and or seen a tattoo it sounds horrifying so like now it's just like so i i think it's just the whites of the eyes is what i'm going to imagine because i think that'd be easiest to die and i think i like red because i mean it's blood everything is blood related with this guy um so he has red tinted eyes oh okay cool i like this oh oh and then the one last thing too there's a little feature for um the blood doll that is called the blood suckers aura um, you've spent so long amongst vampires that you can mimic their be, be, beguiling, beguiling, beguiling charm. Thank you. I'm glad I have you here for my words. Um, <laughs> their beguiling charm or intimidating presence. You can either make the people in your surrounding feel relaxed, at ease, trusting, or anxious, jumpy, and wary. So like you kind of just give off vibes. <laughs> you can, you can, you can <laughs> roll you, a vibe check. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's cool. I like that. Nice. All right. So next thing then is the personality trait. Um, I think I think I want to roll two personality traits, um, just because I like having more. Um, so you should have brought one, bitch. What? Wow. There are no rules. All right. You can't you can't podcast shame me on my own podcast. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm rolling a D8. Also, just for aesthetic and so everyone at home knows, I have a set of Diablo dice that are all black and red, and these are the ones I'm rolling. <laughs> okay. So they are a sweet die. Uh, I rolled two. I am mute most of the time, except when I find it beneficial to speak. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> I think... So think about that though. Like even from what we have so far from this this person, they're a half elf with red tinted eyes that doesn't talk. <laughs> and and I suppose. and as a blood hunter, they have to harm themselves and 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 draw blood from themselves to do. So they probably have scars. This person does not sound like someone you want to bring to a party. <laughs> no. Um. Just saying. Like, hey, mom. Um. It's my boyfriend. Yep. Yeah. Where's dad? <laughs> where's dad um 
then let me see. How about you roll then on the next one? I'll come back to the next personality trait because I want to roll on something that's not necessarily in the blood doll category. So how about I have you roll on ideal real quick? Oh, fine. I was already roll personality trait number two. I'll roll on ideal, I guess. Wow. Why are you so bitter? <laughs> I rolled a two, which is tradition. I follow the traditions of my previous clan, and that comes within any alignment. Ooh, okay, so clan probably then refers to... Just your vampire bitches. <laughs> yes, yes, the vampire bitches. Um, okay, cool. Um, then I will roll bond, because I'm still trying to find this sheet of all the personality traits I want to roll on. I rolled a three for bond, which is my instrument is my most prized possession. So they have an instrument. Oh my god. <laughs> Why does every D&D character have an instrument? Because they're all cool, bro, and they're all that guy that sits down at a campfire and thinks they know how to play Kumbaya. Which is not cool. <laughs> that is the coolest, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to roll the flaw. Another D6. Okay. Some of these are... Alright, I guess. Three. I tend to be distrustful to those who mean me well or have my best intentions at heart. Wait, what? Uh, okay. You're going to butt heads with the lawful character. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it just sounds self-destructive, right? Yeah, you still want to be helped. You don't, yeah. you, either you don't think you deserve it, or you've just let, you've just been so mistreated for so long that you don't know how to just accept good treatment. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that, there's, there's a lot that can be related to in that, right? Yeah. So, all right. Um... I could name like four people in my personal life that <laughs> fall under that category. Um, okay. If you want to roll this other personality trait, um, you, you can. Um, give me a D100 roll. 100. This is my 10. No, it's my 8. Uh, got it. 60. <laughs> 69. Did you really roll a 69? <laughs> Yeah. Nice. We did it, fam. We did um, it. <laughs> My God. We can end Such this podcast. We can end this podcast now. That's all. That see, that was the actual like secret thing we wanted. Did you ever watch? Did you ever watch Figure It Out as a kid? No. Oh my God. Okay, so Figure It Out. Was that Nickelodeon? It was. Yeah, it was Nick Gas. I think it was. Um, and there, it was a guest. It was a show where they had to guess something about the person, but everything who was, had a special talent or whatever. Yes, they had a special yeah. talent. Yeah. And. But there was always a secret hidden thing that if somebody that was trying to guess did it, they got slimed. They got slimed. This was our secret thing. We did it. We the, <laughs> All we really wanted to do was roll a 69. That's why we started a podcast. That's why oh we're here. God. We can go. We don't even have to finish this episode. We've done it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, anyways, back on track. A 69, the personality trait is I place no stock in, wealth, in, in wealthy or well-mannered folk. Money and manners won't save you. From a hungry owl bear. <laughs> Interesting. So I'll, I'll I'll bring that in, but like, so it's just it's it's about survival, I guess, or it's just maybe it's just, she's not impressed with fancy things, just just not, you know, not willing to uh, have that have any influence over him. You know, some people like shiny shit and can be distracted by it. Um, our character can not. Um, all right, cool. Well, then this is just... interesting because I feel like. Um... Stereotypically, vampires, since they live for so long, eventually become obsessed with really fine, ornate 
well, things. So think about it. This person's not a vampire, right? This person is, is was used by them. Um, yeah. So maybe they were just surrounded by it for so long. It doesn't. It's like so it's what? Just gross to them. Like, yeah. Ugh. It's like it's. This is what you place your stock in. This is like. Like I think yeah. they almost kind of judge them in in a way. Imagine being a blood bitch for like twenty years. <laughs> you want these nice things, like. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. Um, okay, cool. So now since we're rolling, let's keep rolling and uh-huh. go to uh, stats. I will roll the first one. I will say I want to get rid of. The lowest um, D6 here. Go with the normal, classic way for this. Which I like I, it. I always feel dirty doing it, but I guess it's whatever. I, mean, I don't know. Whatever. Don't broke if it's not fixed. Or what? Don't fix it if it don't fix it if don't, it's not broken. Don't broke if it ain't fixed. Yeah. Don't Bro- try to reinvent the advantage wheel. Oh. Oh. There's like six people in the world that will understand that and that is a dig. <laughs> and I'm glad because that is a hill I have been dying on for months. <laughs> Anyways, back into this. Um, don't broke it. Don't broke the don't. What was it? Don't broke the fix? Yeah. So, uh, Nathan, don't 2020. Know. Don't broke the, the fix. Don't broke the fix. Vote for me. <laughs> I need to roll. Stop. Okay, I'm rolling. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, this is bad. This is real bad. Okay, I rolled. Okay, so how I like to count down the numbers is always from my highest number to my lowest number. So just know when I start, we start with a four. Oh. <laughs> we go four, two, one, one. <laughs> Yikes. So we got seven. We got seven strength coming at you, fam. Wow. That's not good for a blood hunter. <laughs> say that right now. Not good. All right, I'm going to roll the deck, see what happens. A um, little better. I rolled a 6, 3, 2, and a 1. Okay. So get rid of the 1. 6 plus 3 is 9, so it's an 11 for decks. Okay. So above average. Um, and just so you know, when it says, you know, quick building a, a blood hunter, uh, I think, what did, what did it say? It said you you want to focus on... Um, your number one thing should be strength and dex. So we got a 7 and 11 coming at you Yikes. for these first things. Great. Great. Okay. Well, we can only go up from here, right? There's no way we can roll lower than this. So let's There see. is, though. Nope. Nope. No way. I'm going to roll a con. Oh, Jesus. I rolled a 5, a 2, a 2, and a 1. So we got a 9. <laughs> this is our most incompetent character we've made so far. We're getting rid of the high number. I don't get it. We're getting rid of the low number, aren't we? Oh, yeah, the low number. My bad. I yeah. Meant, I meant, yeah. This would make sense if we were getting rid of the high number. If we're getting rid of the high number, this person would be dead. <laughs> we're making an already dead character. We made a corpse, everyone. Cool. <laughs> Welcome. Everyone look at this dead body. Now we're a Stand By Me podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. For uh, what I roll for, intelligence, I rolled a six, a four, a two, and a three. So get rid of that 2, 6 plus 4 is 10, so that's 13 for intelligence. So far, their highest thing. They are a yep. smart person. Um, let's go to wisdom. I will roll that. Still not amazing, but better. 5, 3, 3, 2. So they have an 11 wisdom. 11, all right. Last one coming up. Charisma, baby. All money, no whammy, or whatever they say. Big, Big money. money, no whammy. Jeez. I rolled a four, a four, a two, and a one. 
So I rolled a 10. 10. So a 10 charisma. Okay. My God. So this, yeah. So this is the first time when removing the low number, actually. Like, these these, these aren't great numbers, but they're, they're also not awful. Like, they, they sh- they're not amazing. But, but what we can do here is Half-Elf also gets things added onto it. It gets a plus two to charisma. And then... Okay. And two other ability scores. Ooh, great. And two other ability scores of your choice increase by one. So... What I'll say here is, so we can pick two other things to add one to. Yep, definitely strength. And I would say strength and con. <laughs> For both strength and con, add a one. Okay. Okay. Ooh, ooh, or... Fuck. So this is where, when looking at this, uh, just uh, for general, if everyone knows, any odd number you have in, in your stats, you want to get to an even number because that's... In D&D, for every 2 it goes up, it increases your modifier. So 10 is 0, and then you don't get a plus 1 until you're at 12. So if you're at yeah. 11, it's still just a, a, a 0. zero. Um, and I think I think it's the same way the other other way, right? So if you're at 9, it's still just 0, right? I don't know about negatives. I'm, I'm unsure I am, on being I am, below 10. I'm pretty sure it is. Because either way, the reason I'm, I'm saying this is because that other plus 1, if we give it to Dex... That makes Dex a plus one instead of it being um, just, just sitting in zero, limbo with a, yeah. with a zero. But if we give it to Khan, and if Khan is already going to be a zero at nine and not a negative one at nine, then it's like, okay, maybe we just give it to Dex instead. Um, let me just double negatives yeah, that makes that makes sense because yeah i think you're right in the fact that like if nine is still just a zero then ten is just still a zero mm-hmm. we should give it to dex um nine stats. but i i have a lot of i'm excited to talk about the art the background of this character because i've got a lot of ideas on how to make these stats work for our purposes mm-hmm. oh okay so i found a thing here we go so Yes, so zero is actually ten and eleven. Eight and nine is a negative one. So, oh wow, this sheet is great. Wow, <laughs> we should have you've been used this a while ago. So save it, 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 save the link. Yes. So just just to give you an example, so what what it's saying is it breaks down by stat. So we have strength, dex, con, all all the stats, and then it gives you every number you can possibly roll for it, and then a description of what that means for the character. Right. So what's the strength of our character right now? It's an it's an eight. If we, if we give it a plus one, it's an eight. Okay, so eight to nine is a negative one, and what it says is has trouble even lifting heavy objects, right? So boom, that's the description. And then what's the dexterity? Currently it's an 11? 11. So that's a zero. 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 What the fuck is zero? <laughs> it's a zero. It's Take- alien cereal. <laughs> Ooh, dude, we should start it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so it's a zero, which means capable of usual usually catching a small tossed object but if we give it a 12 it's a plus one so 12 to 13 is plus one and it says able to often hit large objects so yes but so constitution though eight to nine is a negative one which says easily winded and capable of a full day's hard labor whereas if we bump that up to 10 it's a zero which means occasionally contracts mild sickness so <laughs> So, but but so when looking at this, and I think this is where we start talking about the background, right? This is a person that was constantly drained of their blood for a long period of time. Yeah. So I don't think it's a role playing wise a bad idea for them to have a negative one to their con, which says they're easily winded, incapable of a full day's labor. 
instead of no. just, oh, they occasionally get sick. The only thing that sucks now for actual usability of this character is they say you should try and have as many hit points as possible, which Khan is directly tied to, because you yep. need to harm yourself and do damage to yourself to be effective. So, <laughs> between a rock and a hard place here, I think we put it in Dex. I think we give it to Dex, though, and bump it from an 11 to a 12, because the other thing we can do is, since his strength is so low, we can make this a Dex-based character, fighting-wise, and they can use more finesse weapons instead of brute strength ones, um, so that they at least have a plus one to attack. <laughs> That's good. But but I guess then we have the longsword. The longsword is, is long swords are strength-based. Maybe by the time they get that sword, they have trained and gotten stronger. They're definitely not starting off with that bitch now. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, okay, but uh, now, now that I, I still really like this chart, can you let me know, what is his intelligence again? His intelligence is a 13. So 13 is a plus one, which then knows a bit more than is necessarily fairly logical. Cool. And the wisdom? 11. 11 is a zero, so a plus zero, which makes reasons decisioned mo- makes reasoned decisions most of the time i'm sorry i struggle with reading um we know this this is a consistent throughout all this and then charisma is uh 14 for oh so their charisma is their highest thing okay so that's a plus two interest interesting knows what to say to most people okay all right cool um i am saving this link so we can refer to this in the future did i miss any i got all of them right so strength was a eight has trouble yep great 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 Great. Um, Great. (laughs) Boom. Um, Okay, so let's start um, making some bold decisions. All right, baby. So we have a character that is not not very physical in his physicality, (laughs) Um, is is what I would mainly say. But I think what we want to figure out is, let's start start at the, the earliest thing. So before they were a blood doll... Why did they become one? <laughs> Why do they we got think stolen? They're a beautiful baby half elf with baby smooth skin, and I was like, "Oh, how cute! I would take this for my own." That's okay. Okay, just I... like Oprah and Tom Hanks do to stay young. Hashtag conspiracies. Wow, hot <laughs> takes. Tom Hanks looks super old now. What are you talking I about? Know. I don't know. Ask if, one of my coworkers. If anything, it's Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul Rudd is definitely bathing in in some kind of the blood of the youth. And Nicolas Cage. He hasn't aged at all. Well, that's because he's, like, just wearing human skin. He's not really... Anyways. Oh, he's, a li- he's one of the lizard people? Dude, yeah. How would he not I be a lizard? I didn't know that. How would he not be a lizard person? I thought it was just Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg and Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, the two of them. <laughs> no, there's... Whoa, if you think there's only two lizard people in this country, dude, wake up. Like They're just the king and queen of lizard people. Get Wait, which one's the queen? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Mark. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm glad that's okay. Check tune in next time for our conspiracy theories podcast, <laughs> also known as "We're All Lizards Here." Um, okay. um, all right, cool. So I, I like that because the other thing I would say is I think half elves live a little longer, right? I think their they overall do. their overall age uh, for half elves traits they can live for quite a while. They can live up to 180 years, right? So so again, if you're a vampire, right, and you're looking to get a new source of snacks, why would you not one that potentially lives longer, right? If you're a vampire where like deck or, or centuries, you know, are nothing to you, you don't want a snack that is potentially gonna go bad by the time it's, you know, been less than a century. So this exactly. one can last almost two centuries. So it's like, ooh, okay, so a half elf is seen 
as a more reliable snack. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think and according to True Blood, different races taste different. So the elves might taste better than just normal humans. I don't want to bring any of that in here. <laughs> Damn. You, you and you and Joe Mangello can go with your yeah. I'll now say he's it. Gonna kick you, now he's going to kick your ass too. You know what? I've asses. met him already. So. In a in passing, that's hardly. I took a picture and I said, "Hey, I like what you've done with." Uh, oh, what was it? It was the. It was. I didn't say true. Magic Mike. No, I should have. No, it was at <laughs> it was at Comic Con, and I said, "Hey, I like what you did with uh, um, the 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 D and D thing he did with uh, Travis the uh, Jocks." Oh, Jocks, oh, Jocks Machina. Jocks Machina, and I surprised him because he was not expecting me to say that of all the things. Like I could see it in his face, even though he was wearing a really cool shirt from his brand that says "Beauty's in the Eye of the Beholder," and so it was just a beholder that said "Beauty yeah. in its Eye." I love that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, now that we're done with that, get all that shit out of here. But yeah, True Blood, fine, whatever. Sponsor um, us, Death Saves. Digressing. I like that. I like that he he was seen as a, a, a hot commodity essentially put your eyebrows away no one can see that but me and it makes me uncomfortable <laughs> just so everyone at home knows we're on a google call so we can see each other and he's over here giving me these sexy eyebrows and it's making me feel weird <laughs> um all right i'm sorry <laughs> anyways so our character was stolen as a wee baby and so he was kidnapped, never knew his family, raised by these vampires, essentially, just to be... So do we think in the house, how was he treated? Because I, I want there to be some kind of, like, position that this character had within... within. I don't want it to just be like, oh, yeah, you, you know, you want a snack? He's up in the cupboard and just grab it down and whatever. Um, yeah. I think... I mean, because one thing that was also interesting when looking at this blood doll background that I think maybe we can do here is... One of the first examples is you were the child the vampire could never have. Where does it say that? It's just examples of like why you were kidnapped or why you're a part of that. Oh, I do see that. So, okay, yep, yep. And, and, and some of the other ones are you were a lone vampire's precious house pet. You were a cheerful house pet, the clan house, meaning you're kind of passed around. Uh, you were one of the many feeding sources, so there's a lot of different things running around. So, And these are all just like to kind of get your brain started. So yeah, we don't yeah. have to go with any of these. But, again, if it's stolen as a baby, maybe it's like – a male, like it's a, a couple, like this vampire couple or whatever. You know, who knows what their tragic backstory is? We can leave that up to the DM to figure out, you know, the overall lore of the world. But maybe it's a couple, and they couldn't have a kid, and so they wanted one. But uh, yeah, that's... so I, I I like that idea, but that goes against a lot of the characteristics that we rolled. Yeah, like the flaws that he's distrustful to people who mean well. So I don't think that this character was treated well, unfortunately. But and they also don't speak a lot. But, okay, so I I have thoughts about what you just said as well as other contradicting things. So what I would say is, for me, what makes me uncomfortable is if you're the fucking blood doll out there eating, that's a not a, a child relationship. <laughs> that is no. not but, – but but I think it play. Uh, well, I'll disagree with you here is I think it, it plays directly very well into that flaw. The flaw of I tend to distrust those who mean well to me. What if you, you find out – when she reached a certain age, that your parents have been using you for something that is not normal <laughs> this entire time. Like, you, if you grow up and you only know that, oh, yeah, every time my parents put me to bed, instead of kissing me on the forehead, they bite my neck. Um, like, and then you find out when you're, what, 20, 21, that, like, dude, no, that's fucked up. They're vampires. They've been draining you of your life your whole life. That would completely make you not trust people you thought were there to help you, that you uh, uh, were were putting your your faith in 
But I suppose. But yeah, I don't know if that's exactly right either. It feels a little gross, but I guess this whole character feels a little gross. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of blood. This character's gross. <laughs> um Okay, so we had that. Do we have any other pitches? Any other ideas of what potentially the, their their relationship with this family is? Because- so I understand what you're saying with the flaw, because it does make sense that maybe he was treated somewhat, or they were treated somewhat respectfully and lovingly, despite the fact that, like, you know, like here's your plate of food. How do you say thank you? Oh, cool. Give me your arm. Like, and, you know, you bite him. Um, and it's it's like as tender as it can be, but still you learn later on that it's not okay. Mm-hmm. And that could be like my whole life's a lie. It's like, it's like the people who grow up learning that they were raised by their grandparents and not their real parents. Like those people become serial killers well, okay. or Jack Nicholson. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you said so much so quickly. I was, I, I had like a normal conversation response to what I was going to say. And then you said all that. And now, okay. Um, it's true though, dude. Like I don't remember exactly which infamous serial killer it is. I don't think it was Dahmer, but like some infamous serial killer spent the first like 16 years of his life being raised by his grandparents, but he thought it was his real parents, and then eventually he learned that it wasn't, and it kind of fucked him up. He started like acting out after that. And same with Jack Nicholson, had the same thing, but he's not killing people as far as we know. I mean, he did in The Shining. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, there you go. But I was gonna go with more of like people that are abused as children. It's like again, if if you if you're if you grow up in an abused environment, it's only once you find out that that's not normal that it really starts to hit you hard. And that's it's kind of to an extent, to an extent, the same thing you're saying about the the grandparents, where it's like it's taking what you thought was normal and is this this idea of baseline oh comfort, and then realizing that like nope, this is not normal. This is bad. This is hurting you, and, and all of this. And so like. I, I think uh, the more I guess I'm, I'm, I'm kind of talking myself into this <laughs> because I, I think I even kind of like like the idea of his parents, despite being vampires, maybe they have redeeming qualities in themselves and that like they wanted to actually have a child and they do care about this thing. But like got hungry <laughs> occasionally. I think, you're, I think you're just trying to make this not as dark as it obviously is. <laughs> <laughs> but but think about think about the arc that you could potentially have if like. Then once they find out that they're this blood doll, essentially, for the, these family, they run away. But these vampires, the, these, the, their vampire parents still exist and are out there and want to reconnect with their child. Understand why they left. Maybe they're not even the only child they had at some point, And they knew this awkward conversation and this thing was going to happen and come up. And they've tried to get better in raising children or, or whatever in some way, shape, or form. And, like want to just reconnect or maybe they're just fucking evil maybe they're just bad and like hey we just want you to come back and we were trying to make you feel normal in some way shape or form maybe that's left up to the dm but i think you could do a weird just like because there's so many people out there that have parents that aren't great for them (laughs) in some way shape or form but it doesn't mean that the parents don't care about them that they don't want them to still be do well and do all the stuff so like you could definitely bring that in in some way and i think that could be fun to play with if you wanted to get into super like Freudian, like maybe not even Freudian, but like just parent. No, child. Freud only cares about which parent you want to have sex with. Yeah, well, there's apparently a lot of sucking happening between this parent and child, anyways, already. So, um, <laughs> but I'm just saying that maybe we leave that up to the. But that that's at least for 
the relationship of the blood doll to be like parent child we don't have to do that this could also be okay they kidnapped him and raised them as like a servant in the house and it was like here you go here's your place you know you clean and blah blah and on tuesdays you're you know you come in and you donate blood um essentially but all right um so make a decision I like the tragic kid backstory. <laughs> they okay. were they were kidnapped because this also then for the DM gives two two potential super far back threads to pull on. One, the family that they were kidnapped from. Maybe that's what they're trying to find is who their actual parents are um, and, and where they're from. And then also the the thread of this vampire family or vampire mom and dad or just one or whatever in some way, shape, or form. But the relationship was a parent Sorry. child. Yeah, gotcha. How um how were they treated by the vampires? I think it was loving, <laughs> in in the most as it, loving as it can be, as loving as it can be, but still damaging, and because the physical damage to them, and maybe that's again why they now are okay with being a blood hunter and harming themselves because they relate that to the pain for pleasure and sense Ooh, of. Ooh, that's dark. <laughs> blood, everything's blood. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with that. Like and and so like it, they they relate it to caring they relate it to uh um the loving nurturing feeling um man this this <laughs> should we put a trigger warning at the beginning of this fucking episode <laughs> i'm gonna Jesus say Christ. i'm gonna say I, I'm, i know your wife listens to our podcast hi chelsea she's one of our <sighs> main main um fans at least as up to this point i'm really curious to hear her thoughts on this episode <laughs> um yeah okay so that's that's the family, that's the background, and so they run away at some point. So there's some realization moment, enlightenment for this character where they realize, holy shit, everything I've been doing, blah, blah. And, and maybe maybe what it is, so the tinting of the eyes, right? So this is how they were marked or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's how they marked their child. So they're like, no, 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 look, you're totally ours. Your eyes match our eyes, right? And so I think the, those, like, these vampires can be, you know, known as the red eyes or known as the, the, the blood eye or, or like... Maybe they're just like the infamous blood eyes or something, or the the, or yeah. And so like they they marked him like that so that one the other vampires they hung out with knew and recognized yeah. this person as their own, and it was also a way of like, see, look, no, yeah, you're totally our kid. You, your eye, yeah. like, no one else has eyes like this. Um, and then again, as the DM, if that's the whole thing of like, oh yeah, see, only our family members have these eyes. If he bumps into somebody else with those eyes out there. Does that mean that's another child that they had at some point that is that much older and also ran away and, like, was aware of all of this? And it's, like, a distant, like, it could be cool. It could be cool to bump into somebody else with those same eyes and then be like, wait, were you raised by the blood eyes too? What the fuck? (laughs) Like, (laughs) oh. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so they run off at some point. Now, how do we think – or maybe maybe the – let's just tie it together. Because the next step for me, the next question is, how do they come across the order of the profane soul, right? How how are they awoken by this in, and then made into a blood hunter? And I think, <clears throat> I think what the it's just maybe the profane soul comes across these vampires, and they're they're high up in whatever city of like nobles and working to like as vampires do, just manipulate and get their way into higher positions of power and the profane the these other blood hunters of the profane soul come in and try and oust them and in doing so find out about our character and they then try and save them and then they train them how to also be a blood hunter and this blood hunter now is trying to 
figure out their their background as well as find other vampires and help them oust these vampires and not not okay. just their their parents but other ones throughout the world um cool so yeah so i'm gonna say that's how they got into the profane soul so the, order. Pr- pr- the order found them yeah i think the order the order finds them and saves uh, i don't know if i would say save because in the overall sense of things it's like you're now freed blah blah but like also if if they find him as an angsty teen, it's like you've ruined my whole life. <laughs> like, yeah, you've ta- you've taken everything that I thought I loved, and like, and so maybe that's the pull too, because I think now they go from one relationship of the parents using them to feed themselves and blah blah and all this to the profane soul order, where it's like they're using them not necessarily in a physical way, but like, yeah, you're a warrior for us now. Go out and sacrifice your body for this cause. In yeah, a way. it's gonna be hard. This, this is gonna it's gonna be a big struggle for this character because it's gonna like yeah, it's gonna be like what you just said. He goes from one not healthy relationship to another, mm-hmm. and they're going to be pulled in both directions like at all times. So yeah. it's always gonna they're gonna be questioning often if what they're doing is right. Yeah, and 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 the one thing too is I think at one point and and so the the a big pull. Oh, oh, yeah, I like this. So a big pull for, for the Blood Hunter is that, they again, like a curveball. They're supposed to be walking this line of we are better than the beasts we are hunting, but we need to be like them to hunt them. And so, but the, and so at one point it says, you know, it's possible for your Blood Hunter to break and just go over to the other side and just now give in to these evil urges, give in to all of this. And if this person was raised by a vampire and all of these things, like – it's going to be even more of a struggle to be like, maybe I just want to become a vampire. Maybe this is just yeah. it. Maybe. And like, if that's the constant line, they're having to walk. And to be fair, I'd become a vampire if I could. <laughs> just saying. I don't know. I, I feel like it would suck. God, I hate you so much. I quit. <laughs> I'm, I'm not back. sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. And so like that's, and so especially if they find out something about this order cuz i'm sure there's something within this order that is corrupt or not as good or has its own you know agenda in some way shape or form that maybe they find out and like and this is where I, one of the things i always love about D&D is it's about finding your second family it's about finding a different group of people that you connect with and your community that like accepts you for who you are and that's where it's like whatever group they go into that's who i think hopefully will help them build a healthy okay. relationship um in some way. So, yeah, so let's just take a moment because I, I forgot to do this sooner. So let's just do it right now. It just popped into my head. Let's take a moment to recap what we've got so far. Sure. Okay? Sure. So since this is your character, I'm going to tell you what – first I'm going to lay out the facts, what we do rolled, it. and yeah. I'm going to tell you what we've decided for the backstory Ooh. and correct me if I yeah. say anything incorrect. Yeah. Okay? Tell it to me. Nice and slow. Now I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Good. No one's going to finish this episode. I bet you we've had at least six people stop listening already. (laughs) Welcome to the Blood Show. (laughs) All right. So the characteristics that you brought to the table today was an item that we've decided to start calling the Blood Blade. It came from an Instagram account who we've already given a shout out to, the Griffin's uh, Saddle Bag. bag. Saddlebag. Griffin's Saddlebag. Saddlebag. Um, The background is an ex-Blood Doll. The class is a Blood Hunter and the race is a half-elf. Elf. We're struggling today. (laughs) <laughs> um, so the second tier, we rolled on an order, which falls under the Blood Hunter, correct? Correct, yeah, it's the... Okay, yeah, so the order came under the Blood Hunter, we got, we rolled and got Order of the Profane Soul. We have two personality traits, I am mute most of the time, except when I find it beneficial to speak, and I place no stock in wealthy or well-mannered folk. Money and manners won't save you from a hungry owlbear. 
ideal comes from tradition, which I would like to touch on yes. in a moment. Yeah. Um, I follow the traditions of my previous clan that comes within any alignment. Uh, the bond, my instrument is my most prized oh, possession. Right. Oh, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Flaw. I tend to be distrustful of those who mean me well or have my best intentions at heart. Uh, we rolled the stats. Uh, strength is 8. Dex is 12. Con is 9. Intelligence is 13. Wisdom is 11. Charisma is 14. And then we've got the backstory so far, which is the character was stolen as a wee babe from their family, raised by these vampires. They were treated as lovingly as they could by vampires, but were still fed on and things of that nature, but it wasn't malicious intent. Um, because of this, though, this character now relates pain with caring. Uh, super unfortunate, super dark. Um, <laughs> they've got tinted eyes. Um, tinted, Their eyes were tinted red to match theirs of their parents, almost as proof of like their parents saying, you are our child, Like, look at our eyes match, blah, blah, blah. No one else's eyes look like this. Um, and then the order of the profane soul found them. Uh, off the top of your head, real quick, rattle off. When do you think they were found? Um, so, I would say 21. Um, 21. Yeah. So the order found them as an adult. Well, when do halflings mature? I mean, half-elves. Um, That's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, half-elves reach adulthood around age 20. So it was right around okay. the age of when... It, it, it kind of aligns in the perfect, like, Disney film-esque way of, like, oh, right when this person starts to feel angsty and wants to get out of the house and all of this... A giant opportunity and life change happens, and they go okay. on this whole hero's journey. So, like, it just Perfect. lines up perfectly with that. Perfect. So, the Order finds them at 21 years old and saves them from the vampire family. Um, and then I wrote this down. You didn't actually say it, but I think this is what you meant. And the Order <laughs> of the Profane Soul convinces them that the vampires are bad, but the character's going to struggle with that yeah. ideal. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they convince them that they've saved them from this life. Yeah. Right? And the thing I would say is, this the, the, this vampire couple, I think, is hiding amongst the the normal people, right? So our our character has interacted in normal life and had friends and all of this stuff, and like you know goes like among, maybe there's whispers constantly in town, and like the whole thing is like they they're seen as dark. Yeah, their eyes are weird, but you know they're foreign. They're from a different place, and blah blah, and all this, and that's why they look just a little different. But like once the order of the profane soul comes in then everyone knows that they were vampires. It's ousted. And, like, so now they're seen as, like, wait, are you a vampire? So they think that the, our character was also a vampire, but, like, they're not. They, and so, like, they know how to interact amongst society. They weren't, like, held and locked in, in a way in, like, a, a like a stored-away child. It was just okay. these vampires had manipulated so many people to believe that they weren't vampires. So, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and, and I think... Part of the reason, so let's, let's, did you want to touch on some, one of the traits we haven't touched on yet? I did. I want to touch on tradition. And I think, it can, I can think it can, I think it can be real simple. Mm -hmm. And I think that you should just, as a player, come up with one to two, like, just RP moments that you always do no matter what. And I think this, unfortunately, is going to tie into you relating, like, pain with caring. So maybe, like, before every meal, a tradition, quote unquote, would be for this character to, like, cut themselves <laughs> so i was gonna or go something along those lines I, I i i i was going so i was gonna also do something with eating but what i was gonna say is for them and maybe a little less dark way you always eat together okay there's there is net like like if you're eating alone that that is extremely uncomfortable it is breaking of the rules and all this stuff and like because you gotta think anytime his parents would eat and or feed he, he would need to be there 
he would need That's to true. be a part of it. So I think that it can be that tradition of just like so with a group and whenever you're like, hey, it's like it, uh, a meal time is is family time. Meal time, like, and that is it sounds so fucked up knowing that he was essentially the meal, but like, <laughs> um. Yeah, and so like I think that's how you kind of bring it into role playing moments of just like it, it's a big deal to him. It, it's how mm-hmm. he feels connected to people as well. It's like the sharing in that. And then the other thing I would say is this: I follow the traditions of my previous clan. Could also just mean so in, in battle you literally need to harm yourself to to do this to to use some of your spells and stuff. Maybe it's just even where he he injures himself is the same every time right and so maybe it's even like he has a collar of this neck of this thing that actually is like vampire bites and it just constantly presses into these points and so instead of him actually slashing himself he uses an action to just press or do something in where he pushes the collar like maybe it's a spiked collar of some sort that he just tightens and it draws enough blood that then like reminds like that's the tradition the tradition is i'm adding that to the appearance um and so like it, it's it's I like that even right because it's like the tradition was okay yeah bite on the neck and like and again that relates to this him feeling at home um, in in a very dark way <laughs> um, yeah so th- 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 I think with the tradition thing right that's where we can kind of go into like but I think that also kind of speaks to the characteristics of they put value in things that make them feel comfortable even if they're things that make other people feel very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. Okay. Cool. But now we are we going to talk about this stupid instrument? <laughs> That's exactly where I was going. Um, I think so. I would say, as far as instrument goes, I want to tie this to the I am mute most times, except when I find it beneficial to speak. So I don't think it's like drums. He doesn't have like a bongo. It's just like fucking like woo crazy loud. I think it's a subtle thing. I think it's a very subtle. I, I'm trying to think of what like even just what would a nice peaceful escape be. Like a, a nice little instrument or something that doesn't make a bunch of noise that is just kind of soothing. Ooh, bagpipes. Um. <laughs> yes. No, I'm kidding. That doesn't Perfect. suck. Those blow. Um, and <laughs> I'm not even going to humor you with a fake laugh. <laughs> um, no, yeah. So what What other instruments are there that are like not, not a harmonica? That's a small. A didgeridoo. Nope. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, I go to, like, a violin or, like, a harp, but those aren't necessarily small either, but I'm trying to think of, like... Yeah, harps are huge. I, okay. Violins are small. You can carry a violin case around. Um, what if it's just, like, a a shaker thingy with sand in it? I wanted to make fun of you and say a maraca, but now that I'm also thinking that could just be a little... Just, like, a little peaceful... I'm trying to think, okay, so the whole thing is this character is a very quiet character that will sit in the corner at a party or at the bar or wherever and doesn't start a conversation, but they're fidgeting and playing with this instrument, right? And so that's where it's like, what, ooh, ooh, he's dark and shady and sitting in the corner. What is he playing? <laughs> like, what fits that visual of this person in the in the corner? That a is, guitar. Right? That's kind of what I was, it's so cliche, though. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but like, um, What if it's not a guitar, but it's a keytar? No. What if it's an accordion? <laughs> um, maybe it is just an acoustic guitar. Um, Can it be a, a ukulele? That's too happy. I'm, I'm, trying <laughs> I'm to sure of, you could tune it down. I don't know if you... Uh, maybe. Uh, I'm trying to think of... Like, maybe... Let's just go with a guitar. Let's just okay. go... Because it's, it's simple. I'm trying to... Let me just do a quick Google of sad instruments. 
I'm going to write, has a stupid guitar under the backstory. <laughs> has a stupid guitar. This is a sad song. And it's like an acoustic guitar. But it's red. It's red and black. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So they just have a guitar. And they strum it, right? And, and they would rather be strumming the guitar than talking or interacting with yep. people. I don't. I don't think they're necessarily even good at it, right? They're not a bard. They don't. They don't play music. It's. It's a soothing kind of nice, like peaceful way they calm down type type of thing, where it's just like, it's to help them center themselves, um, type stuff. Um, okay, cool. So, how do we think this blade fits in? Is the blade something they're? You said we want them to be a thing they find. Then maybe. Maybe the order has t- told them to look for it. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. Maybe it ties into his dad. Maybe his dad has this blade. Um, his, real, his real dad? Yeah. Or no, 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 no. His no. dad an elf? The, the, the vampiric dad um, oh. has this, and this is why they were coming after him. And this is like like the thing he's known for is this blade, right? So you're going to make this character like a double agent? You have to go back to your dad and find this blade. I'm not saying that he necessarily needs to find it, but like I think... Maybe at some point, he, like, it, it's what he's tasked with doing, but maybe not right off the bat. Because I was going to say is, so this thing does weird stuff with blood elemental things, right? And you can have blood on it, and it absorbs blood and all of this. Maybe this is how they tinted his eyes. <laughs> they drip they blood just... from this on, on, onto the eyes of the person or, or something. And, like, maybe it's, it's a weapon that the dad has um, and uses against people. I don't know. But how's he going to get it? He he at some point will be tasked with having to go back and to his parents and and find them and or, or maybe like maybe the order's even using him to try and lure them out of hiding now right they 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 did their one play to try and find the to uproot these nobles accidentally like oh shit he's got a kid they got they got a whole family here but then they run into hiding abandoning our our main character so now they bring him in try and raise him but really they're using him as bait hoping that these vampire pe- parents will come back out. And so then at some point they tell him, yeah, you know, really why we're after your dad is because he has this blade, blah, 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 blah. And we we need to stop him from what he's doing. But maybe he doesn't have is the blade. Is this character going to be familiar with the blade? Is he going to know what it does? I think he's maybe seen his dad. Well, that's the thing I'm trying to say is maybe. Okay, so what if what if the Order is trying to find this blade because it's seen as evil and all of this stuff, but they think the dad has it? but he doesn't and maybe it's another vampire that has it right and so his whole thing is he's trying to go find who actually has this blade like right they they told him oh no your dad definitely has it and he's like i've never seen it i've ne- like i've no like i don't think that's re- like no it doesn't sound like my my family like sure I, they're yeah. vampires and they're bad and sure they need to be whatever and i'll unpack and deal with that later but they're not these evil hunter people that you think they are this blade is somewhere else someone else has this blade and i'm going to go find it to at least show you that they're not as evil as you think. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe, maybe that. Right. And so like they, okay. they, they've told him the stories of this blade and the different things like that. Cause the other thing I think is, again, even if he gets this blade, he's not going to be great with it <laughs> because he would have a negative one to any attack with a shrink based thing. Um, so this, this character will want to use more ranged finesse, like archery or, and, or, um, scimitar type thing so he he is on the mission to find who actually has this blade and what vampire maybe it's not even a vampire who knows that's up to the dm again this blade is out there and this order is trying to 
remove it from the world because it seems evil. And I would like him to get it at some point and maybe take it from this order and be like, no, I like you, you guys are just as corrupt and bad also. Like you, like, I think it'd be cooler if he finds a sword and goes, you know what? This is sweet. And just starts killing everyone, <laughs> which he could. Yeah. Yeah. He could do. And so like, but that, that's what it is. I think this is his scene is his way to clear the name of his family, which who he doesn't, doesn't trust and, and doesn't, and definitely is not happy with, but it's like, they're not as bad as you say they are. Um, Unless they really are. There's a lot of hooks that the DM can do in here to fuck with the player, which is cool. So Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So the organization and allies, I would say, then, are the, the family, which I, we, we want to call them the Blood Eyes. Or let's call them the sang- Sanguise. Let's just call them the Vampire Family. Okay, but I want to come up with a last name for this family. And so okay, well, when I was looking up names, I brought in some Latin translations of... Of of things that I thought might be fun that I don't think any of them really fit all that well now except for blood in Latin is sang sanguise. It's, so I think literally if we just have their last name be sang sanguise, spelt with eyes at the end. Um, so it's so it's spelled S A N G U E Y E S sanguise. Okay. Means blood eyes because I said so. Okay. <laughs> so they're the same. How language works. Yep. Um, so they're the Sanguise, and I'm trying to think of what his name. Because the other things I brought in were like the Eaten or Snack and Food. And I'm like, but I don't think they would name their kid that. I don't think they would name their kid the Eaten. Um, so. Huh. What's. So if they're like still noble family and, and they're, they're living well. Um, what is Latin for beautiful? Because again, I think they 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 cared about this person. They cared about him as a, as a child, and and this is why you bring names ahead of time. It's not. This is why you just to talk about it. <laughs> I think I think it's de, so. It's delectus sanguis. Delect sounds delect, dumb. Delectus. His name is de, hang on. Delectus. I can't I can't trust anything you say when it comes to words. Delect. I'm hearing it. I'm I'm playing it. If you type in D I L E C T U S E, that is beloved in Latin, or it's dear. Whatever you say, man. Delectus. His name is Delectus Sanguis. I'm happy for you. Or maybe it's just delect- no. Delectus. Delectus. His name is pronounced Delectus. 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 Okay, I got it. You sure? Delectus. Are you sure? Yes, it's Delectus. <laughs> Delectus Sanguis. <laughs> Just got to keep saying it so I don't forget how to pronounce it. Delectus Sanguis. You're going to fuck it up in our, in our role playing. It's okay. Uh, why? I'm never going to have to say it because you don't like asking names of characters. <laughs> Watch me. I'll watch you. All of a sudden, I'm gonna I'm gonna RP like nine characters to walk by and go, "Hey, what's your name? Hey, what's your name?" And he's just gonna stare at you with his red eyes because he doesn't talk a lot. That would be so. I I'm really excited and I like this character, but like as I'm looking at, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I could play him accurately. I talk way too much. <laughs> yeah, that's a true. It's gonna be very challenging for you. Um, okay, cool. So, last thing I would say, maybe his overall alignment. Um, def- I don't think he was anything lawful. Nope. Um, I think it's neutral. I think he, he is... I don't even think he's necessarily chaotic. I think he's kind of just gone with the flow. Neutral evil? 
I don't even. Yeah. Yep, I think so. Because I think in the end, and this is where it, it can it can ebb and flow. I think, but like neutral evil, I think sounds more because I think he still trusts his family a little bit more than the order. Um, okay, well, there's this a lot. Neutral evil is the mo- the. <laughs> Neutral evil is the most dangerous alignment because it represents pure evil without honor and without very uh, variation. So maybe it's not. Maybe it's chaotic neutral. Chaotic neutral is the best alignment you can be because it represents true freedom from both society's restrictions and do-gooders zeal. Chaotic neutral can be a dangerous alignment when it seeks to eliminate all authority, harmony, and order in society. Right. So like, I don't think they're trying to eliminate all that, but I think. I think it is a little bit more chaotic neutral, right? Because, I mean, what is his goals? His goal isn't necessarily evil. And, and, and I don't think he knows his goals. I think we've made such a fucked up character that he's just going to get pushed in one direction by someone and follow that direction until someone else turns him around and pushes him in another direction. Fair. <laughs> fair. So I don't think that's necessarily <laughs> neutral evil, though, right? Like, again, it's, 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 it's more just kind of... I'm doing a wave motion with my hand. Depends on what. Depends on whose perspective you're looking at. The vampires don't think they're evil, and the order of the profane soul but, don't think they're evil. Sure. Maybe the DM's going to secretly make them evil sure. as a reveal. But, they are plot a hook. Sure, but what I'm saying is, it doesn't matter which. Like, how does society as a whole see what the vampires are doing? What they're doing to this child is evil. Sure, it's in a loving way, and it's in a somewhat lawful evil way, right? Like they're, and so, I. I don't, this is tough. This is this is this is the first one that fe- doesn't like nothing jumps out to me as like exactly where they would fit in this. But chaotic neutral just feels a little bit more. I don't know. What what what? Why do you think it's neutral evil? Just because I think that this character can is going to be easily persuaded to do anyone else's bidding. I don't think they're going to have a strong opinion, and I just think. I think that the world that they're going to be in is not going to treat them well because they've got red eyes. People are going to learn where they came from. They're going to assume that he's got vampiristic tendencies and they're going to treat him like shit and he's not going to be a happy person. So therefore, I think he's just going to be able... I think he's I think he's going to have the tendency to lash out, tendency to be violent. I mean, we've got sure. characteristics of self-harm in here. And not that... It's... I don't know. I, 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 I hear what you're saying, but again, like, I don't think any of his... If, if he, well, it's your character too. At the end of the day, no, so, I know. I mean, I, I'll make the final decision, but I honestly want want your input in it. It's just when I think of evil, I think of okay, their goals or what they're hoping to achieve, and like just in. And I, I get you also. I agree with you also that he doesn't necessarily have any huge overlying goals as of right now that we've at least established. Besides finding this blade and and making his family out to maybe not be as awful as they are, but like that's not evil. That's not inherently an evil goal. He's not trying to hurt other people. I think it, it's it's it's, but he's not necessarily good either, right? He's not going out and trying to rid the world of of this evil. I think it is a little bit more chaotic in that he doesn't know what he really wants, and he will, will just kind of go with the flow, and therefore it's like I think it's more chaotic, just neutral because it's in the middle, right? We, I mean, sure. So let's just say chaotic neutral. I'm also not a bit, I also don't put a lot of weight in alignment, so I That's personally uh, hashtag don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's go. Let's say chaotic neutral, just because to me I think because well, the two things we've said is that it, they're, they're, it's 
it's all over the place, right? Kind of willy nilly, and we, he'll go any yep. way he wants, which is chaotic. And he, that yeah, it's chaotic neutral. Okay, we're good. I'm done talking about it. Stop, Nathan. This is yep, it. I know how much you care up. about this. I'm so upset. I want to talk more about this. Can we please spend one more hour talking about this? Delectus Sanguise is done. <laughs> Delectus. Maybe he's called Dilly for short. <laughs> like, oh my god. By his friends. <laughs> Dilly. Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly. <laughs> <laughs> this was an accident. <laughs> Delectus. All right, give me their appearance. Quick. You got 30 seconds. Uh, Half-Elf. So it has pointy ears, has black hair, because emo. Um... And I would say they have rather pale skin because they stayed inside most of the time, didn't go out in the sun a bunch. Um, but it's not like ghostly white, just kind of pale. Um, they have the choker that is like has spikes that can like they tighten and pull into yep. themselves. Um, they wear dark leather armor that has the insignia of the, the profane soul on it because they are now a member of that. And I think that could be whatever you would like. I, I think it's. Kind of like it has blood that drips from it as well because it's a it's a blood hunter yeah. order, um, and that's like so it's almost kind of like a uniform and and it's it's recognized. Um, that's dark like black leather armor, and they I think they have a bow and an arrow, um, and and maybe that's good. Uh, so yeah, and they're a little bit smaller because again being drained their whole life. I mean their overall strength and con is not much, so I think they're probably like I would even say like five six. Five seven, okay. not not very tall. Um, they weigh maybe eighty, uh, let's say hundred and five pounds. So not huge. Um, and yeah. All right. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, yeah, I think that's all you need to touch on for appearance. So. All right. Cool. So that's about it. Um, I think you. I think, think you can uh, play this mute. He's not mute. He just is more quiet and just soft-spoken. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to practice. We'll I'm going to practice. I bet you talk the most during this RP. Nope. <laughs> I'm just going to... Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, let's Let's just... You know what? We're just going to jump in. We're just going to jump into the deep end of this blood pool and see where we come up. Let's dive right in. We find ourselves once more inside the CD tavern. It is doing pretty well. The, despite all of the things that have taken place inside of it, it is uh, still relatively successful with a steady flow of income. It probably helps that it's the only tavern within this uh, town. So the choices are limited. There's no competition, but everyone's at least friendly for the most part. So it's doing all right. There's a couple of tables spread about, um, all circular tables, and the bar has um, it's up against the back wall with a nice selection of liqueurs and, and taps for ale, and you know there's a couple of patrons that are hanging out at the bar, and directly above the bar is where you see the balcony, which has all of the rooms to, for people to stay. And yeah, so it's um, dimly lit right now. It's um, coming close to being dawn, right? Dawn's the night one. Nope, dusk. dusk. Ah, damn it. <laughs> it's coming close to being dusk. Um, so the mood is being set. The lights are coming down a little bit. Just trying to give it more of a, an ambiance, you know? So this half-elf walks in to the bar. And uh, what do you do? What do you observe? What do you think? What happens? Uh, Delectus walks in and just opens the door and scans the whole room. 
with his blood red eyes just looking over everybody finds the darkest corner and just goes and like sits down at a table and just takes one of the chairs actually puts the candle out at the table he's at as well and then just kind of pulls out his guitar and just kind of doesn't necessarily like play it but just kind of fidgets with it and tunes the strings a little bit and will occasionally just hit one and just trying to tune tune the guitar and hear different notes of it i have to ask did you put out the candle with your fingers yes of course (laughs) all right so you do that for a little while um and the projections for the day did not predict that the bar would be busy so there's just one lonely bartender who's responsible for the entirety of um, the bar but it's it's a manageable amount of people so she's doing fine but the bartender is new to this bar she just recently got hired and she is a female half elf very beautiful very pretty um pointy ears couple of ornate uh piercings on them that's shine sparkle when the light hits them right uh nice flowing hair it's very well kept um strong uh features on the face um just very like almost looks like she's made of stone she's just got really smooth complexion um just a you know stereotypical beautiful half elf (laughs) um and she's having she's having a good time she's serving the patrons this is like her first week there um and she notices you in the corner and she panics for a moment she's like oh no i didn't didn't see him come in and now it's dark over there i gotta make sure that you know they're doing all right so she hurries over there and she has a matchbook with her and she comes up to the table and she goes oh i'm so sorry that i didn't uh i haven't greeted you yet um your candle went out can i relight that for you no it's fine i like how it is oh um okay are you you sure i don't mind i've got the matchbooks here with me I'm the one that put it out, ma'am. Oh. Yeah, uh, of course. Um, I, well, again, I, I apologize that you sat here for so long without anyone speaking to you. I, like I said, I, did, I didn't see you walk in. Is there anything I, I can get you? Can I help you with anything? I guess I can um, take a drink. Okay. Uh, okay um, oh, we've got... Uh, um, and she pulls out a piece of paper out of her pocket and like flips it open. And she goes, we've got... Uh, We've got some ales as, as well as some meads, and we've got um, uh, some some liqueurs, and um, or I could just maybe get you like a water or something. Do you have any sort of milks? Milks? Yeah, like goat, cow. Oh, um, uh, she flips some pages. Oh uh, yeah, we 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 had a fresh shipment of milk in yesterday, so it should, it should still be pretty good. I'll take some of that with some ice. Uh, Oh, okay. Um, for sure. Yeah, I, I can do, do that for you. She, she writes it down, um, and and then she goes, uh, "Could you want any food with that, or do you do you need a moment? You probably need a moment." Jenny, what's your freshest meat? Um, our freshest meat. Um, well, I I think we got. I think someone. Uh, we bought an elk from someone the other day. We've got some. I'll take that. Uh, oh, okay. Just flip it twice. Don't. Don't overcook it. Oh, okay. That's the It's just the way my uh, family friend of mine liked it. So I'll make sure that's done properly, and I'll bring that. Do you want the milk out first, or do you want it to, to all come out together? I don't care. Just bring it whatever. Oh, uh, okay. I'll be right back uh, with your drink, and then I'll bring the food out uh, shortly after. So she uh, kind of... Um, dis- uh, not disgruntled, but just in a little bit of a rush, rushes away, and... Um, 
goes and gets your drink and brings it to you and doesn't say anything when she does. She sets you down your your milk with ice. And um, then like 30 seconds later, your food's obviously done. And she brings that back out to you. And she goes, um, here, here's your, here's your food. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of new around here. So if, uh, if you think I do a, if I've done a good job taking care of you today, I'd appreciate it if you'd, you know, let somebody know. And so I can hopefully get some more shifts and, you know, just be here more. I've never seen you around the, granted, like I said, (laughs) this is only my first week, but, uh, you seem to be new around here. A lot of people are looking at you. I don't think you've done that great, so I don't think you want me talking to anyone. Oh. Well, well, I, I can I can accept that. Um, can you tell me what I've what I've done wrong? How can I how can I improve? I I want to be good at this. This this is what you want to be good at. Well, yeah. I mean, why? What's this? You know, I was nothing's worth doing if you're not going to do it right, <laughs> right? I think you could just stop at the first half of that sentence. That nothing's worth doing. Sounds better. Um. Why? What makes you say that? Why did you start working here? Well, um, I, I needed to just get out into the world and this is a nice enough place with nice enough people and you know the the pay's all right and just trying to figure it out you know like most people my age <laughs> you have a nice upbringing i mean it was i don't know if it was nice i wasn't like rich or anything but i'd say it was it was normal normal that's nice but uh i don't think it about you I don't think we truly ever get a chance to see the value of normal until we're shown what's not normal. Okay. With your, uh, I don't know, overall features, you'll go places, you'll do things, you'll have a normal life. You'll be happy, probably, even. That's great. Well, I bet that you'll go places with that guitar of yours. It is, it's awfully, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece. It's very ornate. I like it. Can you play a song? No. Oh. Most taverns have uh, a way being the center of where information is um, traded. And you say you just started here, yes? Uh, yeah, about a week ago. I, yeah. Maybe two now. I don't know, I'm having I, so much fun. It's just I don't, I'm not counting down the days. Well, then I doubt that you can help me. Well, you never know. My job is to help people, so maybe I can help you. And then she sits down at your table. What can I do? What are you looking for? Why? What? I need to know about some of the darker parts of this city. 
And I don't think that you're the type to be versed in that. Well, I mean, I've heard, I overhear lots of different kinds of people talking when they're sitting at the bar. And as I walk past their tables, I, you know, I do have quite acute hearing. Um, so I, I do hear a lot in the little time that I've been here. Acute hearing. Yeah. Well, isn't that lovely? Um, no, no. Look, I think you and I are different sides of a coin that, uh, well, don't go well together, but are needed to bring things into balance. And so while I appreciate you, I really wish to never see you. So... I would appreciate it if perhaps maybe you could just when do you get off? When does the next I don't know. Oh listen, you're just being grumpy. I meet grumpy guys like you all the time. I think this would we just need to lighten up the place a little bit and before you can do anything she lights a match and relights the candle at the table. And she catches a glimpse of your features as a result and sees that you have these red eyes. Are you wearing a hood or anything? Mm-mm. Okay. So then she also sees your ears and sees that you do also have pointy um, half-elf ears. She goes, oh, are you an, uh, an elf as well? Are you a half-elf? What's wrong with your eyes? Nothing. What's Do you keep the candle lit? Yeah. That's... Okay. What's wrong with yours? My eyes are normal. Normal. Hmm. Yeah. And who decided that was normal? I mean, I didn't. They were just given to me. I, I didn't decide anything. So they were, oh, so they were given to you, and so that's therefore what makes them normal. Well, I guess. Like, oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, I guess. I guess they're my normal. Did your parents' eyes look like yours? I think it's time for you to leave. And he puts the candle back out. Oh, come on. Why are you being like this? I, are you okay? Are there rooms here? There are. Have any other members of... Have you seen anyone else wearing this insignia come into town? And he points to the order insignia he has on his chest. Oh, it's very interesting. Um, let me see. Let me think. Um, may, maybe. It does look kind of familiar. What is it? I don't need a maybe. I need to know if anyone else from my order is here or not. I'm trying to find something before they do, and I would appreciate it if I knew exactly what they were doing here. Oh, okay. Well, no one currently here has that insignia as long as, as far as I know. Well, no shit. I have eyes, too. I can look around and see that no one here is wearing it. I'm asking if over a span of time anyone else has come in, and that's why I'm curious if there's someone here that doesn't have big deer eyes like you, all bubbly and excited with her life still, that's just trying to figure out how to fucking walk. Oh. Are you okay? She puts a hand out. Like over the table. Don't touch me. Why? You can hold. You can hold my hand if you want. You need some. Oh, I can. I think you need a friend. I think you need to get back to work. Everyone seems to be doing fine. Trust me, I'd hear them if they were starting to complain, sitting all the way over here. 
No one's complaining yet. I feel like you need to clean up a mess, though. And he just takes his glass of milk and just throws it on the ground. Well, listen, I don't know what your quote-unquote normal is. This is not how you treat people, sir. I am just trying to help you, and you are being very dismissive and unhelpful. I can't help you if you won't help me. I gave you something to do with this new job that you love so much. How is that not helpful? Listen, I'll be right back. (laughs) And she leaves in a huff. And she comes back. You see her go into the back behind the bar. She's gone for like a minute or two. And she comes back. And she's got a mop and and a pail. And she starts cleaning up the milk by you. Um, accidentally, quote-unquote, splashing you with a decent amount of water around your feet. (laughs) And um, she goes, I spoke with Terrence in the back, and I described your stupid insignia to him. And he said about three weeks ago someone stayed in room five at that very same symbol. Is that room available now? Wouldn't you like to know? I would, that's why I asked. What do you say? I said, is that room available? After that. I said the same thing after that. I repeated it after that. Say please. Please. We don't serve monsters here. You need to have some manners about you. What do you know of monsters? I know that you definitely are dancing along being a rude monster. <laughs> Just say please and thank you to me and treat me with some respect. <sighs> Your grammar is off to even think that potentially I should say please is that room available or is that room available please that doesn't even make fucking sense yes it does I would say thank you she splashes you with more water if you actually did something worth thanking I'm cleaning up your mess I've gotten you food and I've told you what you want to know well the next thing I want to know is if that room is available well I don't like your tone Listen, ma'am, what is your name? It's none of your business what my name is. I don't tell people like you my name. Fine. What's your name? I'm Delectus Sanguise. And it has been a pleasure to interact with you. I apologize for how I make him off. But it would help me greatly if you, you could find out if that room is available from, what was his name, Terrence? In the back. Yeah, he owns the place. Well, he sounds like a very informed fellow. And if I could stay in that room and perhaps talk to Terrence about this other member of my order a little. I would greatly appreciate it. That's better. Room 5 is available. I already asked him. Here's a key for you. I'm assuming that you would want it, so I brought it over. Well, look she at puts you. the key to room 5 on the table. Aren't you a clever girl? Terrence is busy right now, balancing the books. But he always, every, he always takes the opening shift. He shows up early and opens the bar. So if you want to come down tomorrow morning... He will be here, behind the bar, working. You can talk to him then. 
Thank you, ma'am. You've been more helpful than I thought you would be originally. You're welcome. Try to act like how you are now more, and people might be willing to help you. Well, in that case, can I get some more milk? Fine. But I'm charging you double. This is not a free refill. This is a second new drink. That's fair. Good. Hopefully our future interactions are as pleasant as we are right now. I'm sure they'll be just as sunny. I can have you kicked out, you know. Oh, I believe you could try. A lot of strong men here mm. take a liking to me and would do anything that I ask. I'm sure you bat your eyes and all sorts of people just bend their wills. Hmm. That's not fair. And I'm not going to argue with you about that right now. I have things to do. You're welcome for the key. Thank you for being more polite. And I'll go get your second glass of milk. Delectus. Yeah. And I walk away and go get a glass and get you your drink. <laughs> he just cuts into the, the barely bloodied elk meat and just eats it. <laughs> and that's all I have. Yep, yep. It's <laughs> a good place to end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, ooh! I like him. <laughs> I like my bartender. Yeah, no, it was so. I'm assuming you you decided to like. I don't know. We we talked like. I like that you went the opposite end of what you assumed my character was going to be. I'm assuming you made those choices knowing that I was going to play it more like that and yeah. you wanted to play the flip side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. Because <laughs> um, I figured I figured at the very least my goal was going to be try to get you to open up to me. So I mm-hmm. wanted to just have like this not, not – I don't want to call this bartender naive. She's just a nice person. She's not – I hope I didn't play her as ditzy and dumb because that was not my intent. But mm-hmm. I think she's just nice and has a, a bubbly air about her. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going to try to force that onto your character because, like you said, it is the opposite. And I was going to try to get you to maybe open up to me. Um, but that obviously didn't work out, and I got frustrated because you were rude to me. <laughs> um, yeah, because, I mean, in the moment, like, I also realized that, like, if he was raised by these people that were in higher class, he probably does have an air of arrogance to him that is just naturally there as well. And, like, it's kind of almost spoiled like in, in, in like a little bit of a way. And like he's now having to actually fend for himself and be out in the world and everything he thought he was, you know, he knew was wrong. And so like, yeah, I don't know. That's that's where I was trying to come from with that. So it's like his his negative energy is just kind of almost like pouting <laughs> in, a, in a way yeah. too. That's like, oh. Uh. But but I think also it was a, I liked the flip where he realized, ah, oh, fuck, I gotta be nice. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, just for a moment, he's like, ah, oh, fine. Like, I get I get that I was being a dick, but it was because I thought you did, weren't gonna have anything for me. And now that mm-hmm. I know you do, it's like, God, okay, fine. <laughs> I will play your game. <laughs> like, oh. Yep. I like it. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that's cool. I don't know. I like, I like Delectus. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely, he's interesting. There's a lot, I think the reason, so I like to like this too. I'm not trying to shoot on him, but I no, think the yeah. reason why you like him so much is because there's a lot of there's a lot of DM potential here. There is. There's a lot of DM <laughs> potential here, and as well as like I haven't played a character like this. I haven't played someone that like I think his whole thing is like, and I, I tried to do this too is just hold pauses and like, and this will probably depending on your group and depending on how many people you're playing with. 
you you need to find the moments when you can emphasize like he he tries to command attention by doing nothing right mm-hmm. so he doesn't respond instantly he doesn't jump into conversations like oh this is my idea blah 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 it's like i think he waits till people turn and ask him something and he's been thinking the whole time about everything they've been saying and then has his response and when they ask yeah. he pauses and he waits and he tries he formulates it and he like almost lets it hang there in a way of like and because I think again that comes from again like he was raised by I'm, I'm just imagining these vampiric nobles that have understood the way to like be patient and and understand yeah. that like how you entrance people and bring them in you don't have to be loud and flashy and blah 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 and all over the place like make them like lean in to it a little bit I think that's what he tries yeah. to do and like if you can find moments of that like. In most campaigns, it's just chaos of everyone yelling, trying to come up with a plan, and blah, blah, blah. And I think my the hardest part for me would be with playing this character would be is I, as a person, get really excited easily. <laughs> and yeah. so it would be like – like even there when I was trying to describe his actions, I was like, okay, well, I don't, I don't want to sound like him when I'm describing the actions because I want to show the difference between like, okay, so this is me. So he walks in, he does this, and he sits down, and it's like, but he does it like this, and he's quiet, and he's somber. And, <laughs> and so it's like that would be the hardest part for me is like not getting too excited about what's happening in the in the campaign to like just remember when I'm talking to him. It's 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 slower. It's it's quieter. It's more. I don't know. Just depressed yeah. in a way. So. I could play this character because whenever everyone's talking over one another, trying to figure out a plan, me Nathan is sitting there thinking, "Guys, this is fucking dumb." <laughs> so it's like whenever someone's like, "Hey, what's your opinion?" I'm gonna be like, "Oh, I can talk now." Yeah. Thanks, guys. No. Oh man. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. All right. So that was good. Let's, uh, let's end this bad boy. You almost said bitch. Um. Okay. Yeah. So that's Delectus Sanguis. Um. A little darker. A little darker than usual. I mean, granted, I knew coming in with a theme of blood. That's probably how it was going to go. Um. <laughs> but you know, whatever. That's if we're done now. We we can step out of the blood pool. Um. So let us know what you think of of this character that's name in latin translates to the beloved blood eyes <laughs> um, yep. or dear blood eyes um and yeah and the best way to reach out to us is via email which is rngpcpodcast at gmail.com um also you can let us know what you thought on any of our social medias which is on twitter instagram and facebook it's all at rng underscore pc also there if you have any ideas if you have a theme like you know blood or i mean that's what i used here but if you want something else to like that you you find these different elements that kind of overlap and be interested to see what kind of character spawns out of that send it our way on any of those uh platforms and or emails and we will definitely take a look and we we would love to start doing some character audience member characteristics um yeah and then also if you could rate and review this episode in particular because i'm curious on the star <laughs> rating of the, the blood episode um, can you that, rate episodes independently i don't think you can i don't know if you can maybe it's just the whole podcast i don't know how any of that works <laughs> all i know is when worshiping the podcast gods that is the best way to do it and the way to have it pay off because like on apple podcasts it mainly there it, it like raises and it helps people that like certain podcasts get recommended yeah. our podcast they're also the only podcast platform that has a rating system you can only just yeah. you just follow on the others yeah so if you are listening on apple Podcasts, thanks and once we start getting like a bunch of reviews coming in there i would love to read some here so if you guys have a joke you think is funny put it in there we'll read it if you have something that you think will will sound dumb saying put it in there i'll say it that's fine yep. um but yeah other than that i mean 
Yeah, I mean, this this character is rather dark, and I would love to see different interpretations of this character as far as art goes, right? And so, mm-hmm. like, send it over to our uh, Instagram and or Facebook and, and Twitter, and we will definitely share it back out, promote you as well. And, like, also, I mean, we found, you know, the item this week from uh, the Griffin's saddlebag. Check him out. He's got some really cool items and stuff on there on his uh, Instagram and we're all just collaboratively here to making different D and D stuff and having fun telling stories. So yeah, we would love to shout out anything you guys have going on as well. Um, so yeah, that's Sweet. all I, I got. That's, it. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, thanks all right, folks. We'll see you next week. Um, and as always, Jake, what should they do? Play with blood. Jesus. No. no. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You might keep rolling and keep playing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to take it from you. It's your line. <laughs> Maybe I'll change it. Maybe it won't be keep rolling, keep playing. Maybe it'll be, all right, everyone, play with blood. <laughs> this should be our Halloween episode. And then we slowly transition into a true crime podcast. Well, obviously. That is the trajectory of any podcast is into true crime. Eventually true crime. <laughs> it's a booming industry right now. <laughs> all right. Okay, okay, okay. This is really it. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening. Keep rolling and keep playing, everyone. <laughs> Talk to you guys next week. See ya.